0: The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast!
1: Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen here. Uh, with what is actually going to be a very interesting kind of split episode. I will be honest, um, myself and Shelly had other plans for this episode. Originally, we were going to do kind of a fun light episode, an at-the-movies type thing. We were going to, I think, kind of rip off Zack and Luna's uh, Fuck You, It's a Good Movie uh, segment. But ultimately, we got sidetracked. We got derailed a little bit. Um, and the reason why we did, and the reason that the episode is kind of changing, we'll do the the movie episode later, um, is due to a post from a one Gunner Miller. Uh, now I don't know Gunner at all. Um, apparently he was a former wrestler uh, who just recently put up a rant today uh, online, and I'm just going to read the rant as is, so that if you aren't following this person or whatever, um, you can. See this for yourself. Um, But what he said was, when I was six, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I idolized the men I saw on TV, flipping the channel from Raw to Nitro each Monday night. Men like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, Warrior, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Goldberg, Sting, too many men to name. So then I trained hard my entire life, he's still training, getting recognized in college by Warrior, getting scouted by Briscoe, Jumping into the wrestling world myself in 2014, doing all the right things, still doing it, saying all the right things, Yeah, this might have changed, rubbing the right elbows, and eh, maybe pissing some people off, just wanting a shot at a contract to get my foot in the door and have a platform to perform. But in reality, this is what a major quote, and he put major in quotes, by the way, promotion, decides to sign, Five foot two and 115 pounds of Marco Stunt. A guy that six-year-old me laughs at. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't care. This is silly as shit. Uh, and a slap in the face, my face, to real athletes. Hashtag Pro Wrestling in 2019. And uh, be sure to know I'm not going to put his podcast or whatever this over um, because I don't think he deserves it. Now, uh, I am wanted to rant about this a little bit. Luna wanted to rant about this a little bit. Um, how Zach edits that will be... A surprise to everybody here, but ultimately, um, I wanted to comment a little bit on Gunnar Miller. And Gunnar Miller has no idea who I am. I'm sure he doesn't care who I am. Uh, I'm not a wrestler, never have been, um, but I'm 43 this year. I've become a hu- you know know—I've been a huge fan since I was six. Um, and yes, I see where he's starting with this is that uh, wrestling back in the day was the larger-than-life characters. Um, That they were uh, superhuman. They were taller than, you know, than buildings. You know, guys like Hulk Hogan, guys like Andre the Giant, guys like Big John Studd, like King Kong Bundy, when I first got into it, um, were... Definitely straight out of a comic book. And, and I understand where he's coming from on that. However, um, times change. And I think that's something that, that maybe he has forgotten. Or maybe he just doesn't care about. Maybe he's stuck in the past like Jim Cornette is. Where if it's not the same thing that was happening back in... The day when they had first gotten into wrestling or when they first got interested, uh, it's not wrestling. It's like the same people who complain that they want to go back to the Attitude Era, uh, even though that time is long since gone. It was great for the time it was. And even, quite honestly, if you look back, it was, wasn't all that great. There's a lot of rose-colored glasses as it involves the Attitude Era and the like. But... Um, Wrestling has definitely changed now, though we, the idea of being larger than life does not always have to mean physically. Uh, so, I mean, sure, you still have guys like The Undertaker still out there. Big Show wrestled up until fairly recently when he retired. Um, you know, uh, Braun Strowman is still a big name out there, but now Braun Strowman is interesting, uh, not only because he is large and imposing but because he is different now. Uh, Braun Strowman looks even more large and imposing because a lot of the other wrestlers that are out there right now may not be the same stature as guys like uh, Hogan and Andre back in the day, or Warrior, or somebody like that. But that's okay. Uh, The UFC and boxing and the like have all survived off the idea that You know, you don't need to be a monster to be intimidating. That you don't need to be muscles on muscles on muscles to, you know, attract attention. That a character can attract attention. That skill can attract attention. Uh, That Just that, that little something, that it factor, that gimmick, if you will, can attract attention. And Marco Stunt, being signed to AEW, is somebody who attracts attention because he is something different. He is something interesting. He is something to who catches your eye. Because he's not the biggest wrestler in the world. Hell, he's probably the smallest wrestler on the AEW roster. And I don't think the, the weight and the like that he's listed at is probably all that far off. Um, but just because he is smaller doesn't make him any less of a talent, doesn't make make him any less interesting, doesn't make him any less uh, somebody that should be signed by a company like AEW, because it is something different. It is something interesting. Uh, It is something that a lot of people haven't seen before, because the only small person a lot of people seem to think about when that comes up is Rey Mysterio. But Rey Mysterio was tiny as heck when he came out, too. And I don't know what it is about maybe, again, if it's the rose-colored glasses, if it's the time frame he debuted, if it's the fact that he was part of the uh, cruiserweight division in WCW when that was one of its main drawing points. Um, But I don't remember ever hearing so much question about Mysterio. But for somebody like Marco, we get people like this miserable bastard who is going to rant and complain about it. And I think that's sad. And I think it's disappointing that there are uh, so many toxic fans out there some days when something different comes along that they immediately have to fight back or they immediately have to complain about it. And that's, I don't know, I, I wish that could change. I wish people could have fun with this again. Uh, I wish there weren't guys like this Gunner Miller or Jim Cornette out there to just poo-poo on anything that might be a change, that might be interesting. And the thing that I do love about the Gunnar Miller thing is how many people, including other wrestlers, have quickly and promptly come to Marco's defense. Um, I think that's a, a wonderful thing. And I do love how the community of wrestling has kind of gotten around Marco and brought him up in the face of somebody trying to bring him down. Uh, and I hope more people do that. I hope more fans do that. And I hope more fans can uh, bring up what they love in this sport instead of tearing down what they don't. Um, so that that was kind of my, my rant on this. Oh, and then one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, that, you know, obviously he brings up a lot of people like Hogan and the Warrior and things like that from back in the day. Um, but you got to remember, one of the biggest names in the '80s for wrestling uh, was a guy named Dusty Rhodes, who, as his own admittance, you know, my belly too big, my hiney might be too big, but he had that certain something that caught people's attention. Uh, one of the biggest names in tag team wrestling for the longest time in that time frame was the Rock and Roll Express, who were both not that big a wrestlers. Now, obviously, they both were—they're pro- were both probably bigger than Marco. But in that time frame where everybody kind of hyped up the land of Giants, you forget there was a lot of little people that were, were out there as well that were catching interest and, and ultimately making people's dreams come true. Guys like Marco Stunt probably watched guys like Rey Mysterio who looked back and watched other people probably like the Rock and Roll Express from back in the days and said, if they can do it, I can do it. And I'm looking forward to seeing the days that... Somebody comes out and says that they got into wrestling based off of seeing Marco Stunt getting that ring, all you know, five foot five and hundred and twenty-five pounds or however you know however big he is, soaking wet, and capturing people's attention and capturing people's imagination. So um, you know, good for Marco. Boo on the Gunner guy. Boo on guys like Cornette, who crap on everything. Uh, yay for wrestling, as a whole. I, I think wrestling is a wonderful thing, uh, like Izzy has said, speaking of people who've been crapped on by the internet, wrestling is for everybody, and, um, that's kind of what I think about that. So, uh, I'll be very interested to hear, uh, what Miss Luna's rant is on this one here. Greetings everybody, welcome
0: to another episode of the Cast. I guess technically this is After Dark, uh... I'm Zach Romero. Joining me is Luna in the car ride back from ACW Proving Ground this week. What's up, sluts? There you go. Uh, And so there was a piece of news that took over social media in the wrestling sphere uh, that Luna had a particular rant about.
2: Thank you, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to do a feminist wrestling rant on this um, because it affects not just Marco, but obviously everybody... In wrestling, because if this guy has this opinion, how many other people have that similar opinion? You know what I mean? And initially starting with the concept that wrestlers can look like whatever the fuck they want to look like. As long as they're able to physically perform the functions necessary in the ring. You know, like, you can be a fucking 15-pound soaking wet, or you can be gargantuan, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you can physically do what you need to do to put on a match with whoever you're fighting, then fucking mazel Tov, dude. You know, you don't have to be a body guy. Like, and I think that, man, like, I, okay, I have a lot of points to get to, so I'm just going to kind of go down a list. I made a list because I wanted it to be somewhat organized and not just me fucking, like, verbal off the dome diarrhea. Yeah. that's kind of going to be that too, but... And in the sense that, like, both men and women face literally impossible standards in general, and definitely in wrestling. Because no matter what you look like or how good you look, there's always going to be somebody commenting something shitty on YouTube because that's how life and the internet works. So, like, don't... You don't have to make it worse for each other, you know? Like, these standards are are impossible, and people are starting to realize that, thankfully. So I think... It's just less of an emphasis on it now, like, I don't know, I mean, at least lately and from the wrestling that we've seen, obviously, and good shit, you know, obviously AEW signing this kid for a reason, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not like they just had a lottery and he won and he's getting signed. Like, they're doing it on purpose.
2: Exactly. But not everybody can be Chris Hemsworth Thor, you know? And even still, Chris Hemsworth isn't Chris Hemsworth Thor. Chris Hemsworth was almost hospitalized during filming several times because he had to be so dehydrated to maintain that absolutely fucking shredded weed physique that it's not humanly possible to look like that all the time. Or even just in general. You know, you can try, you can do it for a minute, but then you will literally die. Like... You cannot push yourself just to maintain this impossible standard of, like, what you should look like as a wrestler or a dude or as a woman or a female athlete. Like, you can't hold people to something that isn't realistically possible or even possible at all. let take the realism out of it. Like, this is physically impossible for everybody to look like that. You know what I mean? Like, you and you can't expect people to. Some people don't build muscle like that. It's just a dumb standard to hold and hold a grudge against, I guess. Like, if... I don't know if this guy's a body guy. I don't fucking know who this guy is, by the way. I'll preface he is. that, he's, too. He's a
0: former football player, so he's pretty shredded.
2: Yeah, but, like, most football players are pretty stocky, so it's, like, not even all football players are shredded wheat. You know? Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, mm, hate that. Um,
0: Do you have another point on looks or no? Is that it?
2: Yes. Well, like, okay. the I, I think... I don't know if this is true or not, this is just off the top of my noggin, but I think the idea of that sort of Adonis-esque physique is just glorified by Vince McMahon jerking off. Because if you look to, like, the classic era of wrestlers, you know, like, even classic WWF and shit like that, like, they weren't body guys. You know, like, Arn Anderson wasn't setting the world on fire with his fucking six-pack. He was just going out there to do the wrestles. Like,
0: you had basically, like, Paul Orndorff was, like, a body-body
2: guy. Yeah, yeah he was but Mr. For, Wonderful. Yeah, he was exactly. shredded. Like that was the whole purpose of him. And that wasn't the norm. That just happened to be how he looked, and that became his gimmick. Like, right. it's not like oh, everybody had to be held to that standard. Like it was just when Vince got a boner for a Muscle and Fitness magazine cover that he went, "Hey, everybody should look like that." And then it became stupid. But even still, if you look at like oh, your most of your favorite wrestlers were probably in the Attitude era, and I guarantee you that other than The Rock, none of them looked like that fucking Undertaker, Kane, Stone Cold, none of these dudes are fucking shredded wheat. Mankind. Like, Mankind, oh, Super Mankind. Fucking poster child for you don't have to be a fucking body guy to be a phenomenal character and gifted wrestler. Like, holy shit. Look, makes me so mad. Um, but I think that that sort of ideal was in place because Vince pushed it so hard so then everybody was like, oh, well, yeah, but no, it's bad. He just has a fucking creepy fetish boner. And uh, I did think of a line when I was sitting there because I was kind of mulling over what I wanted to talk about at ACW tonight. And, like, I want to put it on a t shirt and, like, tattoo it to my face. Because, along that line of, like, your classic wrestlers and stuff like that, you know, not being body guys, like, it was focused on the sport and the entertainment and your character and, like, you know, great shit like that. But, fucking. Ric Flair said, fuck a six pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. You know what I mean? Like he I mean, was that
0: Put that on the man's tombstone. Thank you.
2: Like- he wasn't worse off because he wasn't a body guy. He didn't not get opportunities because he wasn't shredded. We- he was fucking Ric Flair. You know yeah. what you signed up for. Right. He had the little ring around his fucking tights, Forever. but he was yeah. still styling and goddamn profiling. And fuck you for suggesting otherwise. Very true. Thank you. That was very important to me. And also the bigger takeaway I think from all of this, besides fuck your impossible body issues, we all have fucking self-esteem issues anyway, don't make it worse, is, like, just be a fucking decent human being. True. You know, be a professional in whatever you're doing, and obviously we're talking about wrestling, so, like, be a professional not just rubbing the right elbows or shaking the right hands, but, like, just be good to each other, you know? There's so much bullshit that everybody's being scrutinized and facing every day anyway, like, the least you can do is not be a fuckface and add to that. Like, it's not an us versus them in this. Like, and I think now more than ever, there is a thousand companies and a thousand different opportunities other than WWE, which we've been harping on the show for years. But like now more than ever, that's a reality. Like you can't get mad at somebody for getting ahead. Oh, I think that was a coyote. Sorry. You can't get mad at somebody for getting ahead when you all have like, there's the same goal, but there's, more than enough opportunities to go around like just because this kid got signed doesn't mean that you'll never get signed like fuck you don't be a dick be nice to each other help each other don't just fucking suck your own dick i don't know i'm mad Uh, can i make two points yeah
0: on this one uh professional wrestling is an escape because it's a form of entertainment how about you don't make the escape shitty like that's basically it. Like
2: <laughs> don't ruin the vacation.
0: Yeah. We're all, Hey, you know, what's awful. Regular life. This is the thing I'm using as an escape. How about you don't bring regular life bullshit into this? Number two, if we take, uh, the, Oh, well, I look like a wrestler cause I'm ripped. And Marco stunt doesn't look like a wrestler cause he's only 115 pounds. Um, let's relate that to another form of entertainment. That argument is like saying, if an actor doesn't look like George Clooney, they're not a real actor. No, fuck you. There's plenty of actors. They all look like different shit. George Clooney's great. George Clooney's not the only actor. Same kind of thing. Like, you don't have to be chiseled to be a good wrestler. Those are my two points. Go back to your rant.
2: No, your rant was so much better than mine. No. Yeah, no, dude. It's tired. We're literally in the car. So just so to give you a little bit of fucking context, okay? Because I realized that I'm just a basket case. So like, one, I'm a basket case. Okay. Two, we're in the car. Three, it's midnight. I'm very tired. That's the best. Like, yeah, you I had a little. I got up to watch a fucking death match. I had a little bit of a buzz. I had some fucking chicken. Yeah. Now I want to take a nap. That's fair. But I uh, had to get this you incoherent also, rant. But out. you
0: also had the greatest line about Ric Flair that should be every autobiography of Ric Flair. So yeah,
2: that's the only reason that my any, part of this podcast was worth listening right. to is for my Ric Flair line. Do you so you have thank any other you. points
0: to make? Anything mm-hmm. about? what maybe no. made Marco stunt. Okay, well...
2: No, well, I, you can talk about Then my little
0: two cents is it's great that Gunnar allegedly has, is super loved by management everywhere he goes and he shakes hands with everybody and he's great in the back and da 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 And he's doing all the right things and yet he's getting robbed of these opportunities. Hey, that's super cool. And all of that means that you must be very easy to work with and that's an awesome attribute to have as a performer in any sense. However being super cool with management and being a nice guy in the back with the boys is cool, but you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't make fans give a shit. And so if you're not making fans give a shit, then what is your draw? What are you bringing to the table? So when AEW looks at, and they didn't look at these two guys comparatively, but if they were and they say, okay, well we have this guy here who looks like an action figure He's super cool with management, he's easy to work with, but he has no real gimmick and nobody gives a shit versus Marco Stunt, who's five foot two, looks like someone's kid brother, but is charismatic, has people give a shit about him, has fans, and has buzz about him. Gee, who should we bring into our fucking half naked performance art that is entertainment? Probably the guy who's got some charisma knows what the fuck he's doing. There are plenty of flavors of ice cream out there in terms of wrestling. Thank you, Mike Quackenbush, for that analogy. However, you know what no one's favorite flavor of ice cream is? Water! So if you're coming to this with nothing to bring in ring to connect to, then I feel no sympathy for you that you are not going anywhere. This is about, yes, physicality. It is about working together. It is also about entertaining people. So if your claim to fame is, I don't know, man, I ate a lot of protein powder and I've been hitting the weights pretty hard and my name is on the butt, that is not enough. So I feel no sympathy for you. And to Luna's point, just because one guy happens to get signed doesn't mean that there are no more spots for you. It just means maybe look at that guy and go, hmm, what's he doing that's a success? Oh, he's, like, kind of a character, and he's, like, connecting with people. Hmm, maybe I should try something like that. Doesn't mean everybody has to be Marco Stunt, but it means, hey, maybe fucking give people something to connect to instead of just, yeah, that guy looks pretty good in undies. Great job. And that's my little rant. Well, there you go. Your
2: rant was so much better than my rant, except for my Rick Flair line. My
0: rant didn't have a Rick Flair line that yeah. fucking redefined a man's career.
2: Good,
0: yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, you heard me, you heard Luna, hopefully you've heard Chad, And so that's our little uh, mini-sode talking about the drama of uh, the wrestling world. I hope this doesn't become a regular occurrence. I hope we don't become the goddamn Keemstar drama alert of wrestling, because that would be very tiresome. To what? Sorry, Mom. (laughs) I've been on on YouTube for more than two minutes.
2: Anyways,
0: (laughs) thank you all for listening. Uh,
1: So until next time, everybody, for my portion of this show... Uh, I am, as always, Chad Allen, a.k.a. Coculus Maximus. I'm a sexually aggressive koala.
2: I'm Dutch's one-finger
1: And as we always say, everybody, <laughs> Deuce! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, Well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, Here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sends Go to philsingergames.com.
0: shove it in my face i'm ready to greet the day you <laughs> fucker every single
2: one of you guys has made a horrible decision <laughs> it's
0: that dirty ass meryl street we, we are we're touching wieners touching wieners professionally
2: rick flair said fuck a six-pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy what i am is a big queer stone cold steve austin mom save vagina <laughs>